0: Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and
1: lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This
2: is the Truth Network.
3: The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Peace in my soul. What is on thy side bear patiently the cross of grief or pain
0: Car Guy radio show.
2: I say this calls for action and now nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip
3: it in the bud. Cause I gotta be
0: It is finished. So rest (laughs) into your hands. I commit my spirit. And and interestingly, if you listen to that uh, intro, which I do love putting those together, (laughs) (laughs) the Eagles have you ever caught that line in peaceful, easy feeling where he says, You know, I got a peaceful, easy feeling because I know you won't let me down? Well, That's where peace is (laughs) right there, because I know you won't let me down because I'm already standing on the ground. Well, guess what? If you are in Christ, he's not going to let you down, and there is a peaceful, easy feeling as a result of it is finished. So what does all that mean, Robbie? Well, it's Easter Eve. I mean, what an exciting time to be on a Christian Car Guy show, right, Jerry? (laughs) Absolutely. What a big
1: weekend, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And a lot know my boss's name is Stu Epperson just a wonderful man and and he wrote a book a few Easter's ago called The Last Words of Jesus and those last words of Jesus in order of the sixth word and the seventh word is it is finished and if you put that together with into your hands I commit or commend my spirit think about this is it any coincidence that Jesus' sixth word was it's finished when on the sixth day of creation, (laughs) sixth word, sixth day of creation, it was finished. And do you even think that it's more of a coincidence that Jesus' seventh word was into your hands, I commend my spirit, when that's the ultimate picture of rest, right? That's the peaceful, easy feeling. I mean, when we can just really trust God's got this, then we can rest. Now, part of this this is kind of a two-part show here the first part is it is finished so it's really really good to finish something well and as a public speaker i can tell you that part of our problem is we don't finish (laughs) i go to preach a sermon and it was probably really good about 10 minutes before i actually finished because i think i need to help god out and give that little extra you know or you know think of the project that you've worked on the computer and You can't just say it's finished. You can't just be done with it. You have to, right? You have to not leave well enough alone. I guess Jerry is the way to put it. And and maybe it's the when you wash your car, right, Jerry?
1: Yeah. So you just you, you know, that, that that's just human nature in a way. And I think you know, like you talk about doing a sermon and stuff. It's we do think you know what if I can God just I think He's got this message and I think everybody's getting it. But I, if I can just go a little further, a little further. Same thing with washing your car or anything we do. I mean, it's a matter of get to that point and know that, you know, like I told Robbie and we were talking earlier, so much of that is just faith, having faith in what you're doing and what you have done that it's going to be correct. And that's, that's where you need to get to the point of stopping.
0: Right. So a couple of weeks ago, this is an example of this. A couple of weeks ago, I needed to put a carburetor. I have a, a riding lawnmower, but I also have a push lawnmower. A lot of us do to get the smaller places and that kind of thing. And so I needed—I've been needed for years to put a carburetor on this push. And I actually have had the carburetor sitting there, and <laughs> but I still it was going to be one of those jobs that I was just a little intimidated by. And so, but anyway, there was the carburetor; it was still in the box, and there was the mower. And it was springtime; it was a good day to do it. So I, my challenge is, I, you know, you take all the parts off the lawnmower in order to put the new carburetor on. But the way I normally do projects like that, unfortunately, God gives me this, or, you know, I shouldn't say I said Satan is tempting me to want to test everything along the way. So, you know, I'll put one part on, I'll test to make sure that's on right. I'll put the next one on, I'll test. And I keep testing, 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 then going back to make sure that was exactly right or torqued this way or that. then I'll go back and I can't be finished. And so, as a result, I often will never put back on those hoses or that last filter or most assuredly, if you were to look at my riding lawnmower, you're like, Robbie, the cover missing off of this and this and this and this. And why is that? Because I was never finished. But in this case, God gave me grace. And I, I didn't even think about testing anything. I put the carburetor on exactly like I thought it should be, tighten the bolts, Worked in the way I thought they should be without testing anything. I put every single hose back, and then you would have been really impressed if you're my wife. Robbie put the cover back on the top of the lawnmower <laughs> before he ever pulled the rope. Now, <laughs> what it, happened when you pulled the rope? I half. I mean, I just barely pulled it like halfway. The the mower just cranked, boom, you know, and <clears throat> actually ran absolutely marvelous. But see then I rested because it was a it was a job. I'd done my part now I'm going to trust God for the rest of the part, right? I did what I could do, and now can I just be finished and trust God? You know what that looks like? You know what that feels like, right? well, so there's the part about is it finished, and now here comes the part about rest, right? Have you ever thought about this? <laughs> What's the only thing commanded to you in the 23rd Psalm? Right? Rest. He makes me lay down and you know, you're know you going to get told, lay down. <laughs> What's the difference between a good newborn baby and a difficult newborn baby? Answer, right? You're, you're thinking with me. The one that sleeps through the night. The one that can rest. So, if you're a parent... When you know that your children are resting in you and they trust you, that blesses you. So if you look carefully at Genesis 2-3, which is where God had finished, and it, then it says, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, and he ceased from all his work and He, and that God created for the purpose of preparing. So it's fascinating that it says that God blessed the seventh day, which the word bre- bless in the Hebrew is Barak, which means to kneel, which is kind of a, a curveball. Like, really? So God kneeled? I mean, how did, how exactly did that work? Now, what does that have to do about, well, let's just go back to the fact that don't you just love Saturday? I mean, it is Saturday, and there's something special about Saturday, and there's no doubt in my mind, is there of yours, Jerry, that it, God
1: blessed Saturday? Yeah, well, when we, just because of our, our week, how it goes, you always, everything, even if you've got a Saturday that you know is just going to be pressure and, and things you need to get done. It's just, it's the end of the week. It's a fresh start. It's that week is behind us. So yeah, it's a special day. So
0: consider with me for a second that God has won this. Jesus did finish it on the cross. It was finished and he did commit his, his right? And all that. So, but getting that idea that it is finished and finished well And God's got this, and he's got my back. Getting that message from my head to my heart seems like, oh, it's impossible. Yesterday, I was coming back from West Virginia. I was actually up in Ohio, and I had to come down 77, which those who made that trip know what that is. And there's several toll booths, and it's not hard to get caught up in traffic. Well, they had some kind of construction going on. But see, I was trying to make it to Virginia because gas is cheaper in Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) And as I was coming down that last little corridor, it said 26 miles to empty, and it was five miles to the Virginia border. Like, I got it made. This is 26 miles to empty. It's five miles right to the Virginia border, and all of a sudden, everything comes to a dead stop. And I look on my little Google Maps, and it says 43-minute slowdown. Well, let me just tell you that... (laughs) uh I was not resting. (laughs) I wasn't like, God's got this under control. I was just like in total panic. So when we get back, we're going to talk about resting or not resting. We want to hear your story of when it was finished or not finished and resting and not resting. 866 348
3: 7884. When we come back, stay tuned.
0: You're listening to the truth Network and truthnetwork.com
3: I get a peaceful.
0: I-77 stopped in traffic, and as I'm watching, you know, the little distance to empty thing is plummeting, right? Because <laughs> You know, when I went into the traffic, it said 26, but now with just two miles down the road, it had dropped to 18, you know, and I'm realizing that, wow, this thing is computing this distance to empty based on an average speed of you know something more than a mile an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you know I get more and more uneasy feeling, right? Because I'm not sure he's not going to let me down here. It's pouring rain by the way. You're in the mountains of West Virginia. You know there's a tunnel between you know, Virginia and West Virginia got through and your mind is like this thing is going to run out of gas in this tunnel. I know it's going to run out of gas in this tunnel. If you think I had a peaceful—and and yet, here I am. I I have been preparing this show all week. I mean, I know that, that, you know, you're supposed to trust and rest. Oh, yeah, God's got this. Everything's going to be fine. But, you know, I was—there's I there's too much technology in cars today. I'm sitting there just— Petrified by this readout going, and of course I've got my phone, so I'm checking Google Maps to see how long the slowdown is, and I'm going back and forth now. One of the challenges: my mother-in-law's in the back seat.
1: <laughs> what all you do is just turn around and ask you.
0: <laughs> and what I realized was she was getting more and more and more freaked out. Now my wife is used to being around me. <laughs> she's a little freaked out, but she's nowhere near as freaked out as my poor mother-in-law who sees me become unraveled, right? She's watching me not rest. She is watching somebody whose lack of faith is extremely obvious at this point, you know, as I'm looking at this, doing that. And, and she's like, she's praying in the backseat. Oh Jesus, don't let us run out of gas in this tunnel. Oh no, what are we going to do? It's raining. It's raining. And and so my lack of faith, my lack of resting, right, has created this huge issue in this car that I, you know, I really couldn't help but see where I was responsible for that. So as I said, it was very interesting. How far is it from the place where you know you're supposed to, he's got this, he's on your side, he's not got plans to harm you, but to help you, how far is it to get it from your head to your heart? It's, it's a ways. And so I think it doesn't hurt to be, you know, reminded. But think about, go back to the thing in Genesis. Because it says that he, he blessed the day. He kneeled. And I've been thinking about that. When you kneel, I mean, seriously, when you, if you're giving it to God, you're saying, hey, you're God, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you have this under control, and you are not going to let me down, so I should have a peaceful, easy feeling. I mean, when you bow... When you actually say, God, I know you got this, then it blesses him because he's like, Hey, Jerry knows that I'm going to handle this. Even though it looks like it's, you know, that you're heading into the tunnel with no gas, you know, that he's going to handle it. Right. So I bet you're wondering, did I make it? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Keith, are you wondering, did I make it? Yeah, I can see you're wondering. Well, there was if you ever make that trip you'll know it right before the tunnel. I did not even know this. Like a like a right before the tunnel. Not a quarter of a mile, there's an exit. There's no gas at that exit I would point out. <laughs> 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 but there is an exit and if you go about 2 miles down that exit and then get off on another road, you know, thanks to technology, we found the gas station and we did not run out of gas. <laughs> And we all survived. And we, once again, had a peaceful, easy feeling. So that's my thing, that I'm thinking, because it is finished, we can commit, right, our spirit and say, you got this, God. So what's your story? Either where you weren't finished or where you were actually able to have a peaceful, easy feeling. Maybe you got the good story rather than Robbie's. (laughs) 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four. Truth Jerry's going to share some stuff on paint. We got to tell you that I have one of those Jesus lover love stories that I think is going to bless you. It sure blesses me that I got to experience it this week. One of those that I got a peaceful, easy feeling, and I actually this time I was praying, <laughs> <laughs> and God came through in a miraculous way, just unbelievable. We would love to hear yours. 866-348-7884. And uh, same thing with towing,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is with everything that, that in life, man, we talk about being finished. is just getting to the point of knowing that we've done the very best we can do with the knowledge we have. And then to say, God, is it's in your hands, and talking about kneeling. It's just you know that that is just showing showing you're, you're submissive. Also, you're putting all your trust, and that's what God wants us to do. Is you know what? Just completely trust Him on the cross. Yeah, His part was finished, but you know what? For us, it was just in so many ways it was just a just a start.
0: There you go. Eight six six three four eight. 7884. So, by all means, we're going to tell the $13 Jesus Labor Love story. You're going to want it. You, 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 this is a really cool story how God worked this one out. And then I want to remind you that next week we are going to be in Douglasville, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, to the west of Atlanta, a little bit there, at the car show we do out there every year at Sweetwater Baptist Church. <laughs> I am. Where was that at again? <laughs> Sweetwater <laughs> Baptist Church in Douglasville, Georgia, which is kind of on the way to Alabama. So, but I, if you want to see how to do a car show for Jesus, in my opinion, these folks have it organized in such a way. It is so cool how they do it. You know the structure that they put in so that everybody participating gets a chance to hear the gospel, and they really do it. Their sole purpose—they're like we are doing this because we know that a lot of these folks. They don't have a church home. They don't have a relationship with Christ or they don't have a community that they're engaged in. So, next week, Sweetwater Baptist Church, Jesus, I mean, excuse me, Christian Carguy Theater. I got to talk to you about what happened about that. We should have had an episode this week, but I got tied up doing too many things. So, we're going to get to that. There's so much more coming up. Stay tuned. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.
3: Peace still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain.
0: There you go be still. <laughs> yeah,
1: got still all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> you could Oh my yes, you can compare that beautiful picture of stillness and peace and green pastures to lay down to me on I-77 yesterday. <laughs> you know I just can't help but see how God is teaching me all along the way, you know, every every day and to see how your faith really affects all the other people that are close to you.
1: You know, I just want to have point. God does. It is amazing how God teaches all of Well, I'll speak for myself on a daily basis. I sit there and look back and reflect and go, you know what? God was showing me this and that was just, just amazing. And go back to the, the mention where you talked about the car show, seeing how to do car shows correctly that's the tool that God has given that church to be able to reach those who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And you know what? The reality is we all have a tool that is unique to us, and we need to make sure we use it. And I just had to, I don't know that was in my mind, so I just had to
0: throw it out oh, that's there. That's good stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. So as I promised, I'm <clears throat> going to share the $13 story. This just blows my mind, really did. But, you know, so often I get overwhelmed by these Applications they come in and and when I saw this originally it was like I need a new transmission. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> you know, with our budget on the Jesus Labor Love, which if you're listening for the first time, it's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis, and so we're really good with brakes and front end, you know, these things that are two, three, four hundred dollars. But when you start jumping up into the $2,000, you know, especially with some of these older cars you know, I'm going to need a car before I can put a transmission in the car. So this, this one starts out, I think I need a new transmission. (laughs) So when you're making that call, you're kind of like overwhelmed before you even get there. But I've, the Lord has taught me that that very shortly into the conversation, and this lady had not bought this car terribly long ago. um, I pray and, you know, and, and we pray and I'm, I'm telling God, you know, we need some help here. We're overwhelmed. I appreciate this lady's courage to, to fill out the application and come in. And and so I said, well, first things first, and it wasn't drivable. You know, that's always difficult. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this one was drivable. This one was drivable, and, sh- and she had called um, two or three places and taken it by one, and they told her that it was a mercury, and since it was a mercury, that the system is sealed. You can't add transmission fluid to it without a special tool. And she was wondering if... Bills Auto Clinic which is one of our greatest I mean they they helped me out so many times up there in university and if you're in Winston-Salem one of the, one of the greatest supporters is Jesus Labor Love Luxury. And so I called you know Carolina over there at Bills Auto Clinic which she's the most helpful person on the planet. And I, I tell her the story and she goes, "Yeah, Robbie, that that system, she's got to go to the dealer." Well, now <laughs> I think I need a transmission and I got to go to the Ford dealer. That now at this point in time, Robbie, you're overwhelmed, right? I mean, you're like, uh-oh, this is, this, you know, but I'm okay. So we're going to the Ford dealer. So I happen to know the Ford dealer well here. I used to work for him years ago. And so, you know, I called her and I said, look, it, it, it appears that in this Mercury, this particular, that they can't do it without, you know, it's a sealed system. You just can't add transmission fluid. So let's just take it to the dealer and see what happens. She takes it to the dealer. And if I didn't live this, I wouldn't believe it. Right? She... She takes it one day and leaves it the whole day. She expects to get it back at 5 o'clock. They haven't called her, haven't told her anything, and I'm like, oh, man. And so she calls me about 8 o'clock that night, and she says, well, they say it's done. Didn't tell me how much it was or anything. She said, can you go by there and talk to him because he can't take your credit card over the phone. So I was going to go by the next morning to pay for it. Nobody knows how much it is. So I get up to the counter, you know, and I'm expecting all sorts of things, but what I'm not expecting is, That'll be $13. (laughs) What? That'll be $13. What? Yeah, that's $13. That's how much the fluid was. The car had a recall. And I should know this. I was a car dealer for a lot of years, Jerry. I should know. Come on, Robbie, engage your brain. A lot of times, these cars have recalls or they have something that the factory knows is an issue. and. You know, so there it was, plain as day, that they'd done this recall, and then she just had to pay for the fluid. And and that's all it was. And I was blessed just right out of my socks, and that was one of my favorite phone calls this week was to call her and <laughs> yeah, say. I
1: would guess so.
0: <laughs> you know, just think about this. How cool is it that God orchestrated all that, Right. I mean, he, he orchestrated, she contacts, she, she doesn't know what to do. She's overwhelmed. She calls the ministry. They pray. She ends up going to the Ford dealer. It ends up being $13 and God is in the whole deal. I mean, it's just
1: like, oh my goodness. It's sort of, sometimes we just need to, and I say it often is just sort of get out of the way and (laughs) and just see. (laughs) Because I mean, in my mind, it's okay. It's, got a couple people already looked at it and needs a transmission need to be trying to find a transmission instead God kept opening doors and led it back to taking it back to the dealership and
0: yeah. <laughs> but it's just like if you'll do your part Robbie okay which was you know have the courage to make this call don't think you can't handle it just let me you know engage into the struggle and I think often I'm and one of my favorite Jesus labor love story was, was the lady with the air conditioner that, that showed up that time for you tell that story jerry it's one of the all-time greats of oh, well, years ago when we first started the program the lady showed up that said can you help me with my air conditioner even though you're a body shop
1: <laughs> oh yeah and that was the one that just had i think it was, it was just uh, didn't have the button pushed or right yeah yeah i mean here it has been she i think said she had drove this thing for two summers with no air and burning up and come by and says i know i just heard y'all were raised body shop record service part of jesus labor love and didn't at that point i don't think we even had the forms to fill out in advance no. so she just dropped in go out there and of course the air conditioner wasn't working and i'm thinking well wait a second here and you know it's got the little button up there that you put for the air and push the button and i'm gonna tell you a what little she snowflake. Had <laughs> <laughs> it would put a chill on you i mean it was you know i thought that was nothing but uh You know, God God will work things out sometimes. And sometimes, you know, the obvious is what we miss. We miss the obvious so many times. And probably this is a great lesson as far as recall stuff. One of the first things to do if you're having a problem, call your dealer and see if there's some type of recall. When we do an estimate on a car, one of the things we can do, we can pull up recalls, the factory recalls, and it'll tell you what they are. And you would be amazed how many times we'll say, hey, you know, did you do this? It had a factory recall uh, within the last eighteen months? No, but I've been having a problem with that, and they'll take it and get it taken care of.
0: Yeah, that is it is stating the obvious, and it's in this car one hundred and one, no doubt that that and and there is a place at my website where you just put you know there is a place where you put in ID number it'll show you all the outstanding recalls. You can also get it, you know that's not hard to find. It's it's on the internet these days. You can put your VIN number in and at the manufacturer site and they'll tell you what recalls are available. But I don't want to miss the, the beauty of what God did in that lady's situation. She was a widow. You know, so many ladies, you know, their husband took care of their car the whole life. And, and, you know, he was the one that was doing all this stuff. And so when he passed away and her air didn't work, she couldn't go, honey, can you go look at my air conditioner? And, and, and reason through the fact that the little snowflake button wasn't pushed. Because God put it on our hearts to, right? He did yeah. it. I didn't do it. He He put it on our hearts to enter in for people that don't have husbands or, or you know, whatever the situation may be, fathers to help them.
1: And, and you know, and, and and that being, you know, that God put it on Robbie's heart. And by God putting it on Robbie's heart, He brought me and Bob and some others in on this because of God laid it on His heart. And what a blessing! Just just think about it. I mean we don't we don't know how many lives are changed and and really the impact sometimes but we know that that there is an impact and we know that through the whole process what is the one thing we try to do and and Robbie especially tries to do and and it's part of the heart of the ministry is yep probably a byproduct is to get their car back on the road and get them in, back in transportation but man the purpose is to let them know that Jesus loves them
0: yeah and that's yeah. That was why, from the get-go, it had to be the Jesus labor of love, right? This, the, to make God the hero of the story, because he's, he's the one that really is. Well, we have Sarah Linda, our good friend in Port Orchard, Washington. She's got a story for us, Jerry. Sarah Linda, you're on the Christian Car Guy show again. Good morning.
2: Good morning. You know, I, I, I always been to uh, um, you you, say something that really sparks me and
0: then I talk too long but I'm going to try to make it short and sweet today. Oh well now talk about short and sweet we got a break coming up so I'm going to have to put you back on hold but please 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 stay put we want to hear this what you've got when we come back we're going to hear Sarah Linda in Port Orchard and a little bit more of the Christian Car show stay tuned. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Finished. So rest (laughs) into your hands. I commit your spirit today on the Christian Car Guy show this Easter Eve when we left our hero Sarah Linda in Port Washington or Port Orchard, Washington. She had us. I got it. I got it. So your story, Sarah. Well, I, I, uh, yesterday at the Good
2: Friday service, uh, I was, I was just deeply moved. Uh, You know, it is finished. And I, I'm I just uh, really kind of cried through the whole uh, sermon, but I I just knew I had to 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 go forward with confidence and and rest in the Lord. That was my feeling, and not keep uh, wondering if I and that just well, what came to my mind. That I won't run out of gas before <laughs> I reach my destination. <laughs> now that
0: that is that is so well said, and it goes perfectly. But, it goes perfectly, Sarah Linda, with something. I think I want Jer- Jerry to, show, but go ahead.
2: I'm I, I'm I'm 90, going to be 92, but I want to get this done while I'm at you know before I run out of gas <laughs> because uh, I'm writing about my my husband and my life together. Seventy years. He was an awesome man of God, and he had a wife that had a lot of growing to do. And that, and our seventieth year, uh, there was ten years of seven years each wow. that showed by progression, and that's from the Book of Philippians. And 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 the, when I I heard this morning uh, about resting, and get, uh, that gave me confidence. You confirmed what I. What I knew last night, and and, and we, I mean, I'm so grateful for your program. Your your uh, you, especially your you uh, car guy show. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, uh, I mean, and then all you're you're just open about all the deep things of God that you, you you just share them. And okay, I'm just gonna rest in that, and I thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful for you listening. So grateful they cure us up there in washington god bless her have a happy easter and you too okay <laughs> but it, it her story just you know jerry did a funeral um this week last week yeah a couple of weeks ago a couple of weeks ago for a fellow wrecker driver and at mm-hmm. the end of that and and well i'll just let you tell what god puts on your heart because this is awesome i mean yeah. you're gonna love to hear this story
1: well i was uh getting ready to do the as I was preparing for the funeral and stuff, I really was struggling about what to say. And because I knew it was going to be a diverse crowd in there. I mean, there was going to be people who knew Christ as Lord and savior. There's going to be people who didn't. And there was going to be people who were thought they did, but uh, God laid on my heart to tell the story about Albert Einstein. And if you've ever heard the story about him being on a train, I'm going to share it real quick. Uh, Said that uh, back in the day, Albert was traveling from New Jersey to upper New York. And as he was sitting in the train, the conductor would go down the middle of the aisle and check all your tickets. When he was going down the aisle, he noticed that this gentleman was like searching and then he gets down there and he realizes who it is. And the conductor says, you don't need a ticket. I know who you are. Everything is fine. Don't don't worry about your ticket and just moves on as he right, comes. Right, you're Albert Einstein. Uh, he, you don't need everybody, a <laughs> you don't need a ticket. So as he goes down at the end of the the car and he comes on his way back up, Einstein is on the ground looking and he's just frantically looking for that ticket. The conductor says, "Mr. Einstein, I know who you are. I told you you don't need a ticket." And he Einstein looked at him in a panic and says. You don't understand. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> so he needed that ticket to tell him where he was going. So I used that in that funeral to think, you know, how can you make that connection? And my thing was, stick your hand in your pocket. And everyone, every one of us have a ticket. And a lot of us don't know where we're going. We don't know where that ticket is punched unless we know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. It's either going to be punched one or two places, either heaven or hell. And so we have our... We're, we're toting that ticket in our pocket. We need to pull it out and make sure we know where we're going, where our destination is, because I tell you what, at the end of the day, as as, as Christ said on the cross, it is finished. There's going to be a day when our time here on earth is finished, and at that point we can't go back and redo anything. It's to know where well, our ticket is punched, where our destination you is. You ran out
0: of gas, and that's the end of the road, and right. it's going down from here. Yeah, you may be from in from the here. tunnel.
1: You may be on the side of the road. <laughs> it isn't going to matter when it
0: happens. And so I just feel led certainly Jerry to describe if you're listening and that touched your heart like man I don't know well here's how you can know I mean you can know that <clears throat> what they've been talking about Jesus dying on the cross that he really was the son of god I mean that's part of the requisite is you got to know that Jesus is in fact god's son Jesus is in fact god and then you do have to see that you've got something that needs to be paid for and that's your sin the things that you've done that were out of alignment with God. And the wages of that is death. The wages of your sin, my sin, what I've done, somebody's got to die. Now, do I believe that Jesus is the one that did the dying? Do I believe that? Not just in my head, like I believe I got <laughs> I mean, do I believe in my heart that Jesus really, really, really paid for all those despicable things I did? And do I accept that payment And will I ask him to come into my life, into my heart, and make me a new creation? And will I now accept that forgiveness and walk in newness of life? Because when you do that, he is going to give you a new heart. And that new hearts can be really sensitive to some new things, like when you use some of those words we used to use. That they, it's going to be pricked, and you're going to feel that. And so now you got to have him as Lord of your life, like, and and you might know that Jesus at the end of the book of Matthew said, "Go make disciples," and what disciples are is enthusiastic learners. So as a new believer, get yourself a Bible, dig on in, and find out all you can find out about Jesus. Find out all you can about God. And, and as you begin that process, your new heart is going to want more and more. <laughs> and so connect yourself with other people that you know, and you can tell by the way they treat you, that you they treat you like you're their favorite. They don't judge you. They're not, you know, the, the the person that sticks their nose up in the air and judges you. No, this is the Christian that you see in their eyes, that they love you, and they want to walk beside you in spite of the things that they know that are disappointing. But, but you know, Jesus catches his fish and then he cleans them. He don't clean them before he catches them, right, Jerry?
1: You know, and, and the thing is with our with our Christian walk where we can sometimes make a mistake where we think that, you know what, the hardships of this world and, and the struggles, you know what, we're still going to have them, but it's that hope in Jesus Christ where we know that, you know what, Christ gave it all for me. Christ gave me hope for eternity. Christ gave me hope hope to get through this day I mean there's days that we get up and it is just it just stinks but Jesus loves us God loves us and God loves us enough that he gave his son to die on the cross and I also love the analogy where I always I love to use it is where Christ was hanging on the cross you know and he looks down from the cross and it wasn't that crowd that he saw he looks through eternity and his eyes was fixed on me His eyes was fixed on Robbie. His eyes was fixed on everyone. That would look up and say, you're the guy.
0: Then he wants to punch your ticket. He wants you to know where you're going. He wants you to be assured of that. And he he wants you to know that it is finished. Rest. He's got this. You've done your part. He will do his, I
1: promise. And you know what? It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and this this weekend, don't 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 think it's about the bunnies and the eggs. Going to celebrate the birth, death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior.
0: And really cool. This week happens to be Passover week as well as Easter. So what a beautiful thing. And the and the trees are showing it and all that stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Happy Easter.
3: Another program powered by the Truth Network.